You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. All right. So welcome to JRE for Genevieve, episode <laughs> five, I believe. I'm here with my two favorite ladies in the world, Aww. my wife, Katie. Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> and my very shy daughter, the namesake of the show, Genevieve. Genevieve, welcome to the show. And she's going to take a little while to warm up, but whenever you do, she's giving me a death glare right now, but love you, buddy. And um, to start the show, um, it's going to be a kind of a continuation of a different show, but kind of want to recap real quickly. Kind of last week, um, I guess Bill was on and we were talking about politics a little bit, um, kind of to relate that to uh, Genevieve. Uh, we, we spoke a little bit about just, you know, interacting with people, whether it's a group of two people or 10 people or a whole country, there's different dynamics involved. Um, and so, yeah, definitely something we want to talk about going forward. Genevieve has a little bit of a cough, so that's in there. Cough away, Genevieve. Have some water. Um, so th- that was last week. Um, this week, the the first episode, I think episode two I did with Bill, we talked about uh, kind of character traits for kids that we would we thought were important. Um, and I kind of want to co- continue that conversation with my wife, Katie. Obviously, that's probably um, a good thing to talk about or agree upon uh, before, during, and after having kids for so you're kind of on the same page and kind of verify your, your values are in line. Um, I think a couple of things that Katie listened to one of the episodes for the first time. Um, and before we jump into the character traits, uh, I think she brought up a good point on clearing up kind of just, I sent her, um, one of the episodes for Jerry for Genevieve and she's like, what does this have to do with Joe Rogan? And (laughs) Which, you know, I think is a fair question, whether you, you're familiar with the Joe Rogan show or uh, you have no idea what it's about. Because uh, in five episodes, this this podcast has kind of, you know, jumped from place to place, hasn't been super consistent. And um, I think in, in my eyes, my thought is I was kind of brought into the podcasting world listening, uh, listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. And what I really liked about it is the long form conversation aspect of it. Uh, the fact that he, uh, seemed really open minded, doesn't seem like he has an agenda other than to kind of learn and evolve. And I, I kind of wanted to bring that to some enlightening conversations. Hopefully that Genevieve will be able to, uh, reap some wisdom from, uh, going forward. Um, and that that's, that might be not a, might not be a really strong connection <laughs> enough to kind of name the show after, but that's kind of the thought going into it uh, as far as that goes. How you doing, Genevieve? You feel comfortable yet? No? Take your time. Well, How do the headphones feel? Kind of fun to see you and your element here talking about things <laughs> that I know you write a lot about. It's neat yeah. to hear them out loud. Yeah. Well, and I'm looking definitely forward to your feedback on it and um, – yeah, I'll have to make this uh, a, a common occurrence. Jenny's going to be. Yeah, I'm sure th- no we'll time. have to we'll have to do this again when when we don't have her here too, and we can delve into it a little bit more. Also, but oh, yeah. we can hear from her a little bit today. Yeah, 
Whenever you want, Genevieve. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you actually mentioned a thing that could be the first topic we kind of talk about. Uh, you were listening to one episode where Bill and I were talking about, I think the... I think the goal of raising a child was, I think I was mentioning, you know, I just wanted to be happy. And Bill and I were kind of talking about uh, what happiness meant to us. And you had some thoughts on that. I am doing it. (laughs) There you go. Now you're ready to roll. Just because he's not here and listening to (laughs) Our wonderful producer, producer, Jamie, was uh, looking through the glass, and, and now that he's uh, <laughs> moved to the next room, Genevieve is very confident. So feel free to chime in, Genevieve. How do you feel? Yeah, you're going to like this microphone. I've got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, Genevieve, what I was ta- asking Mommy about was um, yeah. I was telling Bill, you know, what we're trying to do is just raise you to make uh, good choices so you're happy. That makes sense, right? You want to be happy? Yeah, I think when you say that, it makes sense. But also when I was listening to the podcast with Bill and he said that happiness really isn't the end goal because that's sort of Mm short-sighted. And I mean, I tend to be someone who can relate to like both sides of any issue. But when he said that, I sort of agreed with it because it feels a little bit like happiness is an emotion. And I feel a lot of different emotions on any given day. And I know that she does too, especially in the phase that she's in. And so I feel like realizing that not every moment or every feeling is going to be happy and being okay with that. So, and you guys right. talked about like being content and Still I think that that was... too much, but I will do a tiny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. <laughs> like being, con- <laughs> <laughs> being content is like something that you can keep a more constant <clears throat> state of and being happy is like being up, but sometimes you're down. That's sort of... But I get when you're saying it too, like because everyone, right. everyone wants their kids to be happy. And so. I think we came to that conclusion. I think we were talking a lot about the same stuff using different words. Um, but I, I agree, uh, content is more of a a long term, um, you know, not too high, not too low kind of state of being. Yeah, I think. Um, but really, yeah, there's probably a bunch of different ways to verbalize it, but to um, maximize happiness or to maximize pleasure, to maximize being content is, I think, the end goal we're trying to get to for ourselves or our kids. Um, knowing well, knowing good and well that you can't be there all the time, um, but just trying to control the situation so um, you can hedge the bad times and maximize the good times. Ideally, um, is what we're what we're trying to get to. Hey, Jeeves. Okay, right now at five and a half years old, what's something that makes you happy? What are some things that make you happy? Rainbows and unicorns. Rainbows and unicorns? Ah. What else? Going to Nana's? Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. And I, that's a great question. I mean, do you think that's, what's, that's what will make you happy in, when you're 30 years old? Or do you think it'll be different stuff? Different? Yeah. But it's really good that you know what makes you happy now. What else makes you happy now? She's really in touch with her feelings because I think it was just yesterday or the day before. She likes to draw and write, as you know. And she made a list of different feelings and when an example of when she would feel that. So she had like, I'm sad when 
I when mommy's mad at me for markers on the floor or something like that. So and there were probably six or seven things and, you know, things that make me happy when I'm with my mom and dad, I think was that. One of them. There's lots of feelings. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know mommy's worked on that with you with like the feelings chart and whatnot. So uh, that's awesome. But, you know, that kind of reminds me of something else I was thinking of. And I really haven't fleshed out this idea completely. Um, but when I knew you were going to be here today, Genevieve, I was kind of thinking of things that, um, you know, made me happy. And ju- just, what you know, they? I'm going to tell you some of them. Uh, but just. Some of the things about not only having you as a kid, but just having a kid in general. A lot of the things that if I didn't have a kid, I wouldn't be doing. Yeah. So I think about stuff like uh, jogging to the park with you. If I didn't have a kid, I wouldn't be jogging to the park. I like uh, about what yeah. you would be jogging past the park. <laughs> Sometimes. But we usually jog to the park to swing, right? Yeah. And I, might, and I would be jogging past the park, and I wouldn't be stopping to swing and and enjoying your company. I wouldn't be reading the latest kids' books. Uh, I might not be reading any books, but if I was, it'd pr- probably be more grown-up serious books. I wouldn't be going to uh, Disney on Ice. I wouldn't be doing a <laughs> lot really of these things. really enjoyed that, I could tell. Yeah. And, and a lot of people, you know, say they'd want to go back and relive their life as a kid with the knowledge they have now. And it's it's not that, but it's a small version of that, you know, Going through some of the same experiences and experiencing, uh, we went to we went to Disney World or Land World. World. We went to Disney World beginning of this year. I'd never been there, and if I'd have a cat, I probably would have got my whole life without ever going. And that was super cool. So not only doing other things that you didn't experience as a kid that you wouldn't experience if you know you didn't have kids. Would you still go to Pennsylvania? Uh, so yes, you're you're referring to going to visit your cousins. And that might be something I did as a grown up if I didn't have kids, but it wouldn't be the same because it wouldn't have involved, you know, playing with your younger cousins nearly as much. So even an experience that I might have had is completely different because you're around and that makes it a lot more enjoyable. Uh, I acted silly a lot more than I would if you weren't around. Uh, I mean, what else, what else do we do together? I wouldn't draw as much or read as much or play as much. This is really making me tear up. Uh, (laughs) It's so sweet. I play a lot less baby dolls and (laughs) Barbies and, yeah, so that's cool. So that's what – that's some of the stuff that I really like about um, having you a kid, but you in particular. Um, But what I I thought about talking to you and Mommy today a little bit about, which I talked to Bill, who came over and helped us set up our washer and dryer yesterday. What's that? What were the things made you happy? Oh. <laughs> Keep going. Keep please. going? Well, let's think of two more, and then we'll dive in. Um, I like going and having breakfast with you. That's one of the favorite parts of my week. Um, what do we do at night? I like playing outside with you, swinging, having fires in the backyard, jumping on the trampoline. Uh, I didn't have a trampoline if you didn't have me. That you're probably right. I probably never. Uh, I'm not going to get a trampoline unless I have a kid. And I had a trampoline when I was a kid. When it have that fun swing. That when I have the fun swing. <laughs> so you're responsible for a lot. So thank you. And this is so special because I remember when I was trying to talk Daddy into having kids, <laughs> and he wasn't yep. so sure. So it's nice to hear that 
No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Um, but something that I want to talk to you, Genevieve and Katie, about today is something I started talking to Bill about on episode two. And it was like uh, character traits that we think would be important or if we could pick character traits for a kid to have, um, we would pick. I don't know what you're saying. Okay. Well, I'll explain that a little bit, Genevieve. So there are things like things that are important ways to act or think in order for you hopefully to be happy. Um, So you know how we try to teach you things to, you know, be nice or clean up after yourself or – um, you know, a, a lot of things that might come off as rules. Really, we, we give these rules so you learn how to think and act. But I hopefully um, so that you're happier, you know, growing up and, and when you're grown up. Does that make sense? Things like we want you to be kind or be brave, that type of thing is a trait. Yeah. So a quick, quick recap of um, – when Bill and I talked, a couple of things that he mentioned, and I'll probably miss some of them, he talked about kids being um, self-aware or self-reflective. He talked about them being um, – uh, my word was hardworking, but he used a better word. Um, but something like that, okay. courageous, going after what they what, after what ambitious. They wanted. It might have been ambitious, uh, getting up after they got knocked down, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, which is definitely important. But I, I got a short list here. Uh, did you think of any that you wanted to share? And kind of what we did is we looked at each one and talked about the pros and cons of each one and why we thought it was important. And uh, we could get your feedback too, Genevieve. Okay. So, yeah, I did think of one because you mm. kind of let me know what we are going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. And one that has become really um, sort of at the forefront this fall, Genevieve started kindergarten, and it was a really tough transition, wasn't it? Going to school full time, not seeing us all day, being with brand new adults at school, brand new kids. It was pretty hard. And so I think this is something we've worked on a lot this fall and into the winter is, I think, perseverance. Mm-hmm. And, and that might have been Bill's word, actually. <laughs> okay. But that, was that's, it? that's excellent. Yeah. 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 Because I think that that's something that not only do I want her to be that as an adult, but that starts now. Right. Because um, that was something that, like, I mentioned this fall in kindergarten because that's sort of a brand new trait that we've been working on. It wasn't mm-hmm. really necessary to teach her, I didn't feel like, before that. Right. Um, but just to sort of expect that things are not always going to be easy. Yeah. And there's always going to be different um, hardships and transitions and things to navigate and just being able to keep a level head through it. Um, yeah. And I think that you're going to be really important <laughs> teaching her that, too, because I think that that's something that I sort of struggle with sometimes. Um, when I as mean, parents just persevering and, you know, being rigid with the rules to the point where they can uh, show that whether it's a bedtime routine or. Uh, you know, new school routine or whatnot. True, yeah, true. It's huge. And Genevieve, with that, we talked a lot about um, what it means to be positive. And I don't think you really even knew what that was until a few months ago when we had to say um, we need to stay positive. We need to be more positive. And we talked about what that meant. Do you remember what that meant? Like, what does it mean to be positive? And why is that important? 
<laughs> if you're if you're in a bad mood, I know what it is, but I just can't think of a lot to describe it. Right. Yeah. So it's it's having some self control too. I think, and that's something that you know, obviously, still working school, on. So. What do you learn about self control at school? Is it like thinking about what you do before you do it? Yeah, so yeah. you know what you want to do, but think about it. Make sure it's the right thing to do, and then and actually talking do yourself it. off the yeah. ledge. And we, we talk about that a lot at the assemblies. Oh, okay, very cool. And actually, mom mentioned being positive, and that's one of my top five character traits that I had written down, just because I think that's so important. We talk about trying to be as happy as possible, and a lot of times situations are going to change. But it's the way that you're thinking about things that's really going to affect um, how you feel. So if it's, you know, a rainy day outside, do you look outside and be like, oh, man, it's raining. I can't go outside and ride my bike or ride my scooter. Or do you look outside and say, oh, it's raining. Hmm, what fun things could I do inside? Maybe I could read my favorite book or watch a show or, you know, so a, a lot of it's being positive and that's important. And I think for the most part, you do a good job of that. Or, um, but I think it's important that we, we talk about it and, and keep that, um, you know, keep talking about it so you know how important it is. Do you feel that's important, Genevieve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> that's okay. When you think of it or when you feel comfortable. But um, we were talking about kind of the pros and cons of each trait, and it doesn't sound like there – it seems like being positive is – there's not a lot of downside to it. Um, And with a lot of these traits, when just, you know, when you look at it on the surface, it doesn't look like there's a downside. But can you think of any downside to being positive? (laughs) Yeah. And and Um, there usually is one if it's taken to an extreme or – Well, I feel like this is actually something that's come up a lot in our relationship Yeah, uh, because I tend to be more negative Mm -hmm. and – you would often tell you don't do this as much anymore because I think we've talked so much about it. But you would just tell me like, be positive, be positive, be positive. Mm-hmm. And I would feel like that was not helpful. <laughs> just like we're going to need to come back and like talk about <laughs> relationship that's, issues through the podcast. It's kind of fun. We got plenty of time. Bill actually <laughs> said last week that every politician should have a therapist. And maybe everybody should. So if that's helpful in this venue, I'm all for it. A therapist? What do you mean? I mean like just doing it in this podcast setting. It's kind of fun to talk about. Yeah. But Um, I mean it it served kind of like that just to, you know, talk about issues. Yeah. I guess I don't mean that there's a downside to being positive, but I think that there can be a downside to to expecting people to always be positive. And um, because then you can just like let it bottle up. You won't let it out. Or I just think it's really – not a healthy thing to think that your emotions um, aren't okay. So if you're not feeling yeah. positive, that's okay because that's part of life. <laughs> um, but I think that, so, like I said, I tend to be a more negative person. How do I raise right. her to not be that way? Right. And, and I know you've worked on it too. And I think that can be a downside because if, if you're working on it, you know, to be positive – all day and trying to have that outlook and doing the best you can. And then people around you 
aren't, that can be frustrating. But then also not being able to relate to that maybe like you should. Um, yeah. And, and then, I mean, another example could be, say you start a business and you run into a lot of hurdles to begin with. You know, staying positive could be the right thing just to get to that point where your business starts to succeed or, or if it's a relationship where your relationship starts to succeed. But if, you know, there continues to be hurdles in that business or relationship and, and nothing's changing, but you're, you're in it because, hey, it's going to turn around, it's going to turn around, it's going to turn around. True. And that business never turns around. Uh, would it be better if you cut your losses in that business <laughs> sooner? So – like relating that back to positivity, though, I feel yeah. like maybe I'm just thinking out loud here. Maybe people are born sort of skewing one way or the other, but yeah. it's more about teaching them perspective because I feel <clears throat> like I have not necessarily had success becoming a more positive person. But at the same time, something that's helped me is keeping more of a perspective on, you know, Okay, she's leaving, <laughs> leaving the room. Okay. No, I, I agree. And we talked about that, that I think with every characteristic, people are going to fall on a spectrum and people aren't going to be at one yeah. end or the other. Right. And are you born with that? Probably to some degree. I think every trait is probably partly nature versus nurture. Um, so, yeah. And and if you're nat- naturally not naturally inclined towards that trait but feel it's still important finding ways to get there or other ways to look at it where you know maybe you take a a different path but get to the same endpoint like you talked about perspective versus just straight out positivity i think you know a lot of those traits are related and can help you get to you know the same end right um, right yeah okay um yeah, I think those are two great ones to start with. So say we're building this kid and your first one was um, your first trait. Perseverance. Perseverance. So we got this perser- kid who's persevering and positive. I think that's a pretty great start, especially – and I'm thinking a lot of these, um, their value as a grown-up. Um, obviously, they're great as a kid, but um, – maybe doubly important <laughs> once they're up and on their own and out of the house and aren't receiving that constant direction from parents or whatnot. Um, did you have any others? I, I, I got a few I could jump into if you don't. Go ahead. I and need your feedback. If, yeah, I'll chime in if I... So my, my top one was polite. <laughs> hmm. And um, it, it might not seem like a, a huge thing, um, but... I feel like we talked about this on the other podcast, how big a part of your life other people are, whether it's at home or at work or uh, family or friends, uh, strangers. And I feel that those interactions with those people dictate, you know, your personal experience to a huge degree. Mm-hmm. And then that that uh, those interactions are dictated largely by, you know, the words you use and how you use them. So just coming up with that, um, you know, always speaking in a polite manner is is huge. I feel like I could talk to my kid about anything. I feel like they could talk to me about anything as long as 
you know, we were both being polite, no matter how hard the conversation was, that when if we use the right words, it'd make it a lot easier and make that experience a lot more uh, positive. Yeah, I think by using the word polite, you also mean at the same time respect and just teaching them to have respect for Definitely. for others. Yeah, um, but if I'm lining up traits and um, you know trying to prioritize them, I mean I'd rather have a kid who wasn't the smartest or most athletic or most ambitious. Um, I would take polite over all those just because. Um, because if I think of the other end of that spectrum, if I raised a rude kid, that would eat at me. <laughs> <laughs> so, and and maybe it's more of keeping them from that rude and them them you know being you know super polite and always on their p's and q's all the time. It's more, um, yeah, it's more staying away from coming off as rude because I mean, and you can say some. Uh, very critical things in a nice way. And, you know, you can say some very normal things, you know, that come off very negatively. I mean... Um, yeah, teaching tone. Yeah, and you taught English for years, so you're very familiar with uh, connotation and denotation and, and the power words can have, the way they're said and when they're said and um, the tone they're said and, like you said... Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I agree. This is a big one. But it, at the same time, I think just with Genevieve, the particular child that we have, it's just not one that I worry about. I mean, I think right. there are definitely things that we're doing to teach her how to be polite and respectful. Yeah. But it feels like an easy job. She <laughs> um, she feels like she definitely naturally leans toward that end of the spectrum. Um, yeah. I think, too, like you kind of have to be careful with maybe girls in particular. Yeah, girls in particular that – I think that they hear, like, be quiet or be, you know, be cautious, be, you know, like, uh, sort of lumping it in with being polite. You said there's a downside to to every oh, trait. Yeah. Well, and, and you, sure. yeah. And so I think with girls in particular, you have to be kind of careful with that because I also want to teach her how to stand up for herself. You're learning that at school. That's something that you guys have been talking about in your class, how to ask for help assertively. They've taught them the word assertive. And I think that that's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, and of course, you can do that in a polite and respectful way. I just want to make sure that right for, she and, knows the difference. And I think that's very important. That's something I had down was uh, that is a downside to being polite. I think you can go overboard. You can go to the point where it also depends on the people around you. Sure, they can take can, you for granted when you treat them. Take yeah. advantage of that politeness. And um, yeah, so definitely. So I think every uh, trait has a spectrum between the positive part of that trait and the negative part of that trait. But I think every positive part of that trait can be taken too far or in the wrong situations can cease to become a positive trait and can become a negative trait, um, you know, depending on the makeup of the situation, for sure. Mm -mm. Uh, awesome. So, so far we got a, a polite kid, a positive kid, <laughs> and uh, keep, keep forgetting your wording. Persevere. <laughs> Perseverance. Persevering. So, awesome. And, and actually, my second one is hardworking. Which I think goes along with that. Goes along with it, but I don't thing. think it's the same thing. 
No, and I think I had the same conversation with Bill is hardworking is something that maybe comes from if, you know, you have perseverance. Yeah. But maybe perseverance is a bigger trader or more um, has more depth to it. Uh, it's more like a part of you instead of something that you that you do. Um, the fourth one I have, and, and these aren't necessarily in order of importance, but I just put health conscious. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And like I said, this is one that I could definitely considering you're the the candy giver, the snack <laughs> giver, the sugar yeah. giver. Well, and then I could work on all of these traits, but health I, conscious I for know. sure. But I think that's definitely one of my uh, you know my my weaker areas, especially at night, especially you know watching TV. Not not just the the diet part, but the the exercise part, uh, the proper sleep part, the hydrating part. I just think these are all you can't really separate your your body from your mind and that affecting how you experience life and um and, and making those small habits that make a big effect and being aware that um going the other direction uh you know you want to be able to take advantage of every opportunity that comes your way and for mental or physical health to get in the way of that um, if preventable, I think is, is very important. And, and not just that, but I think you just have a better, um, what would you call it? <coughs> a better, not state of life, but, uh, quality of life. Quality of life, at. yeah. Yeah. So it's not about living longer. It's about living better, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I'd, probably rather live five years less if I knew I was going to be living, you know, sure, same. I think better. Any, anyone would agree with that, I would think. I want your water, buddy. Again, it'll be interesting as she becomes more of like preteen, teenager to, again, yeah. with girls, sometimes that can be tricky, yeah. like talking about diet yeah. or what's healthy and all of that, but really, we should be starting now. We should have already been starting. I mean, and I think yeah, we have we in a lot of ways. We talk about it, um, but yeah. So, and, and I think, and you are definitely more of the on the stricter side of that, which is good because I think that's one of your uh, strengths for sure. Is you know, not as far as what stricter. Well, just as far as- like diet wise. I mean, you're not gonna go crazy with candy or sweets or whatever it may be. So it's good she has that balance as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, so health conscious. So this is kind of an interesting one as far as taking it too far. Mm-hmm. And I think Because we've seen that like in our own personal lives, like people we know, even myself. Yeah. So I think we're trying to stay away from not being health conscious, but being health conscious. And when that defines you and that's all you think about or do yeah. or that – it doesn't have to be a thing. It just, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like the the just the mindset that hey, if I run five miles today, then or if I run five miles a day, twenty miles must be better. E- even if I'm not feeling well, even if my knee hurts, even if this, I mean, the you can push yourself too far. Um, and there are certain personality traits that you know, lend the, you know, like addictive types of sure. personality traits. And I mean, sure, that's just something you kind of have to know your kid and sort of watch for that. But yeah, like, I don't think my parents 
thought to watch for the end of the year. Yeah, well, and you you talked about you know the whole point of this show. I mean, the the Joe Rogan kind of connection to some degree, and I think a lot of that is part of it. Um, you know, a lot of those conversations you're thinking and you're being a good example and you're showing that example to your kids, but they don't necessarily know why you're acting that way or what thoughts you're having to act that way. And and the opportunity to sit down with your kid for an hour where they're understanding the conversation, but also want to sit down or actually listening to you. We went through it as teachers. Uh, we both taught down in Houston for a few years that sometimes the parents the parent is the last person a kid wants to take advice from. Um, what are you talking about as far as food or? Just any of these conversations, oh, okay. you know, any of these conversations that you think would be helpful. Yeah, at a certain point right now, she's very yeah. willing to listen to us. And, right. Yeah, I think you just have to teach them just in general how to make their own decisions and good choices make sure they're good. Right. Well, and I think another point of that is you have amazing parents and just knowing that you can do everything 100% right and that probably only affects what 65% of how it totally turns made out, up. maybe. <laughs> it totally made up. But I mean, what would your guess be? I don't know. But it, it's not I'm 100%. It's not 100%. Like no, yeah. no, of course not. And uh, I had my dad. But you go on to blame your parents anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had my dad and he had 10 kids and they all turned out very differently. And they probably had a fairly similar, you know, experience at home. Um, You know, they have different experience at school and friend groups and whatnot. And um, but yeah, parenting is I feel is huge, but it's not the end all be all for sure. Right. And I I mean. I was amazed when she was a baby, like even a newborn, I felt like she just came out with a certain personality. And that was like, you know, I'd never had a kid before. So, I, you know, I've been around lots, but I just I didn't realize that could yeah. be. And obviously it gets shaped by us and her experiences and everything over time. But like sure. there's a certain amount that it's just there and I couldn't believe it. Well, my dad talked about that a lot, too. Okay. Having experienced so many kids and definitely coming out. You know, with something in their DNA that's yeah. not just a blank slate type of thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And, and I think that's a good point is you kind of try to come up with these characteristics that might be helpful. But in the end, every kid is different and every kid is, you know, on a different part of all these spectrums. And it's about trying to guide them and give them support where they're not strong and maybe encouraging them. Um, or even holding them back to something they're really good at to try to, you know, be most helpful, um, which is, which is a tricky game. It's something that no one's really taught how to do. Everyone's kind of doing it on the fly. Um, okay. Well, this, this isn't a trait, but mm -hmm. something that I was thinking about when you gave me this topic, of course, it's really important for us to think about how we're raising her in the end game and the kind of adult that she's going to be like, that's important. But I also feel like on the flip side, it just makes me think how much I want to protect her childhood too. And just like keep her innocent and happy as a kid for as long as I can. And, and, you know, I can't believe that at five, we're already starting to see some of the, the bigger problems that big kids have um, stuff with, 
you know, school and the anxiety that she's had about it. Um, and I'm just like, oh, sometimes it just feels like it's going too fast. And we're talking about how she's going to be as a teenager and an adult. And I'm just like, no, it's just going yeah. too fast. Yeah, Bob, I think you've done a good job, you know, not pushing that. I mean, I don't think we're in any way trying to get her to grow up faster than she needs to. I mean, she's at a point where she's, you know, at school and interacting with other kids and that's going to, you know, come sooner or later. But um, in my opinion, she's gotten, a, you know, the full effect of that childhood, which she's still going through, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So we got this polite, hardworking, positive, health conscious, open minded kid. What's this simple on your list? Uh, simple. So I have simple as a character trait um, just because I've always found that helpful. Just kind of simple in thought, simple and um, you know, I think when things are simpler, they're easier to understand. So when you have less... I don't less... think she has much chance of being simple in thought. <laughs> it's not her and it's not me. And I've always been aware, yeah. like, obviously I won't call them out, but like I know people that I just felt like they seem happier than me and they're always going to be because they're just like, they're just more simple. They just don't seem like they, friends of mine, you know, that they just don't seem like they... They don't think about need as much or they don't worry about as much or think about different, you know, they kind of just live their life and that's great. But that would just never work for me. And I I think that Genevieve is like me in that sense, but I could be wrong. Yeah. And I I don't think simple, like simple minded, like you can't have a bunch of thoughts or be constantly thinking. I know, but sometimes that leads to complicating your (laughs) life. And I think a lot of that is... um, and just that characteristic has a lot of pros and cons. I mean, maybe you can enjoy certain parts of life more fully uh, with that kind of mindset. Um, but then also it, it it may involve, you know, you creating hurdles for yourself because you are thinking of, um, you know, issues or problems that other people aren't. And that's affecting, you know, you know how happy you are that day or whatever it may be. Yeah, or just in general. Yeah, as you talk about simple, I feel like that just has a connection with happiness sometimes. And you and Bill were talking about always questioning things, and that's seen as a really good thing. But Mm -hmm. it also, I feel like, how can you be happy if you have all these questions that are unanswered and, you know, you're not sure about things? Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, I mean, you knew me before – Obviously, we got married, and uh, I think when we started <laughs> yes, I dating, before we got married. <laughs> I was sleeping on the floor of a one-bedroom apartment with a roommate, and everything I had could fit in my Honda Civic. And I, I love that idea of, of minimalism. Um, and I think, I, I think there's something to that when you try to pare down what you have, maybe pare down what's important. Um, you know. You, so you want her to be a minimalist? No, but I, I think it doesn't hurt to, um, you know, just introduce, you know, whatever you have going on in your life, what's important and how are you prioritizing it? And um, are you giving more weight to things that 
you know, maybe you shouldn't be worrying about. Um, I, just when you when you are a minimalist, whether it's for a day or a week or a year, uh, you know what the essentials are. You know what you have to have to live and kind of I think you also realize how little you need to be happy to some degree. And then you can always build off of that. You can add things to that. But I think it's helpful to have that base that you can always go back to and be like, it, it's silly to worry about this, this, and this because these are all extras. These are all, you know, I don't need this to live or even to be happy. These are things I've, I've chosen to have or be a part of. But for that to cause me, um, for me to let that cause me stress. How are we teaching her that, like, value? I mean, you just bought her a new baby doll yesterday, and it's probably her 15th one. Yesterday or today? (laughs) It was yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, Yeah, so that doesn't go with that at all. (laughs) But, I mean, I I think in general. I'm not saying it's wrong that you did that either, but. I think in general we keep things pared down pretty well just because we have such a small house and you hate clutter. So it's almost uh, by necessity that we have to keep things uh, pared down. Does Genevieve have too many dolls? Absolutely. (laughs) What do you think, Genevieve? No, she's shaking her head. Um, She abandoned the headset and the microphone a long time ago. (laughs) She's still here, though. She's not in her position. She's around the room. Uh, Yeah. So that that's that's legitimate. I mean, and and most of those dolls, I don't think we even gave her. <laughs> I know, but I can see yeah. that she has. And again, this is just typical kids. Totally fine, but she feels like she has to have this other one. Like her, these other dolls yeah. don't have the features yeah. that she wants. She gets tired of them, and then she has in her head that you know she would be happier if she got yeah. this. And that's exactly what they do. Make her pretty happy. <laughs> They do. <laughs> but does she they need them? They do, but... No. It, uh, does she need them to be happy? No. And she'll be fine without them? Absolutely. So so that's a good question is how are we teaching her that? And then um, when does that come into play? Is, and I think with all these characteristics, we touched on this a little bit, is, you know, some of these may make more sense to introduce when they're five as opposed to three or six as opposed to four. I think with her, um, you know, I think we talked about her doing her dance recital. Did not make sense at all when she was three, but when she was four, she was ready for it. So I think part of it is knowing your kid too. And that's not just a justification for buying her way too many dolls, obviously. Um, but so when do you introduce that? And again, do we, is it something that we have to kind of agree on to begin with. Um, but again, compared to most people, I think we're closer to that end of the spectrum than most as far as not having. Well, is that what's important to compare extra it to lavish. other people and say, oh, well, we have less than other people. So we're, nope. we're doing OK there. No, I don't no. think so either. So if we know something's too much for us or yeah. not not helping to teach her. Right. You know. To be content with what she had. I mean. But you know what? Other than the dolls, I I can't. I don't know. Can you think of many other, you know, things that are that we we go overboard on? Um, And and, and we've gotten to a place where we're talking about 
physical stuff, but I think it really applies to, you know, our thinking too. I mean, kind of keep, and, and I think having less physical things can help. Um, I think we might, a simple place. You might disagree with place. this, yeah. but I think we might go overboard on the amount of t- attention she gets yeah. from us. She's an only child. I'd agree with that. And it's just, it's going to affect her negatively. It already does, I think, because she has a hard time being alone. And yeah. a hard time entertaining herself. And I thought for a while, like, oh, it's because she's a toddler. You know, there's going to be a right. certain age. It's going to be a milestone she hits that she just wants to yeah. be alone and, and play in her room for a little while. But it's almost gotten worse over time. Yeah. And, yeah, she just has a hard time being alone. And so I think that we've given her too much attention. No, I would agree with that. And I think a lot of it is, um, especially as first parents – and I think we want to also. I mean, yeah, but but also being first time parents, you definitely, I think we definitely want to err on the side of giving too much attention as opposed to not enough attention, which would feel completely unnatural. Anyways, I can't imagine exactly ever not giving enough. But but I agree. I, I don't think it would hurt at all to um, set up some structured, you know. Where we, we, we talk to her and we set up activities and we say, hey, this hour, day or whatever it may be is you. And, and I think you mentioned kindergarten being a tough transition and her being out of the house for so much longer than she usually is. Uh, maybe that playing a part because then we even had less time with her every day. Yeah. So trying to make up for that. But I no, think so, too. I agree now that she's really gotten into the groove and, and really enjoying school. Um, I think this second half of the year it wouldn't hurt and definitely during the summer i think that that's a uh, important that she's kind of in that mode during the summer so so um yeah i'm nervous about the summer and entertaining all summer long again it seems yeah. like it gets harder and harder but but again i think uh that is a good idea to get her going to where she is spending a little time with herself and making sure I think that's important good ideas and trait as an adult too someone that it yeah is okay when they're alone yeah yeah for sure um yeah and you know I'm not a relationship expert or anything but you definitely want her <laughs> picking her friends or her relationships because she wants to she wants to be with those people, not because she feels like she needs to be with somebody. And so she's just, you know, taking what's available. Yeah. And I agree. I definitely want her to be uh, confident and very comfortable with herself. And then I think being, that's a big trait right there. Confident. Like just yeah. just knowing who she is. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I think Bill and I talked a little bit about this, about I think we mentioned like being tough, you know. And I told him um, that can be a little difficult for for me because uh, I do want Genevieve to be tough, but that's a fine line too. Is what do you mean? It's difficult for you, you as a parent? Yeah, just to know where to draw that line, and I'm probably on the too lenient side. But you you don't want to be so strict that you're shutting down. You know them feeling like they can talk to you and open up yeah right but then you'd also um don't want to be so lenient where they're not given opportunities to be strong or courageous or tough and they're not um you know they're not even trying to solve 
issues or problems or when they fall down to get up themselves. Um, so, yeah, and I, again, I think that comes down to the individual kid. And yeah, and it's been interesting. Them. I mean, when she was three and four, we would always marvel at the fact that she would fall down and get right back up and not even cry and, like, physically tough. And that's kind of changed. <laughs> and yeah. she seems a little more sensitive now. And it may change again. And that's the other True. thing. I mean, I think you're always going through phases of one thing or another and what causes those or um, – we're constantly guessing at, I think, to some degree. Um, yeah. Well, cool. See where we're at. So we got about five more minutes. So um, maybe we could just recap a little. Or is there anything else you want to talk about or anything you want to talk about, Genevieve? No? <laughs> well, it's cool seeing Daddy in his element. Yeah. It was fun he really enjoys over. coming here. This is where he's been the past few Sunday nights, and it was fun too to hear him be so chatty. He's not usually <laughs> this chatty, is he? <laughs> this is a good thing. Uh, but to kind of recap, um, Genevieve, I hope that whether you and I think it'll be fun listening back to this, just because your voice is on it. Um, but when you get older, if you listen to it or when we have conversations, uh, I'll be a little bit pre- better prepared to have them now that I've discussed them uh, with your mom and thought about it a little bit more. But, you know, just the, the importance of these traits, uh, being polite and hardworking and positive and healthy and open-minded and simple. And, I mean, all these are kind of obvious. Um, but I think it makes it personal when you – or we are sitting here talking about like why it's on our list and, and how it relates to her specifically. Well, and that's what I think is important. That's why I told my dad, I'd love to have something like this from him that's explaining his thought process behind things. I mean, he was a great example and whatnot, but uh, being able to hear him work out his thoughts, I think would even give me a better feel of why he did what he did. And um, like I said, he, he was a, both my parents were great, just like you got great parents, but just, just kind of knowing, um, you know, that stream of thought is because you can't always predict why someone's doing something. And well, and I think it's kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but we're still somewhat young parents or parents of a young child. Yeah. <laughs> they sound like we're that young. But I think a lot of time we're in the thick of it. And yeah. a lot of times I'm sure people aren't really thinking about their their choices or their, you know, step-by-step Yeah, well, that's what I decisions. told. This is kind of special that we're taking time to. Yeah, and that's what I told Bill is I think we get so caught up in the day-to-day, getting her up, getting her to bed, getting to where she's going, playing with her, that I think sometimes if him not having a kid is kind of valuable because he's still thinking of that from kind of like this theoretical perspective. And right, where this is what I'm going to do and I'll never do this and I'll yeah. – yeah. yeah. And it's like a, a proactive way of thinking as opposed to uh, once you're parenting, a lot of it's reactive. I mean you try to be proactive but you get busy and um, with the daily schedule and – Well, and you don't always know what's going to come up and so it's impossible to be proactive about every little thing. Right. Like the kindergarten thing, for example, I mean we thought she was just going to love it and have like a really – easy time that sort of took us by surprise yeah but uh proud of the way she's gotten through that and you have too because i know i think at the beginning of that i think oh, it was so hard for me right but i think there's a lot of thoughts of 
um, you know, overreacting or making immediate changes and then <laughs> not doing that. I think we, you know, you learn about yourself just as much as you learn about her for sure. Um, but in closing, I think that's another part of this podcast is just not talking about these things with you and others and helping that clarify and uh, evolve my thoughts. But you, you mentioned listening to that one or two episodes you did that, uh, and like I said, this is this is early. There's not a lot of structure to it or knowing where it's going or how it's going to go in the future. But uh, you have all these different ideas and how they connect with each other and how they're going to help Genevieve. And that's another thing with that Joe Rogan podcast is he's got so many. He's talked for so many hours. He hits the same subject so many times but kind of from these different angles. Is he uh, always interviewing other people? I mean I've only listened to a couple. Yeah, he's always got somebody. Is that your plan? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Bill's been here a couple of times. and uh, <laughs> no, you're running out of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you might see a lot more of Katie coming up here in I'm the I'm loving it. Future. So, yeah, we just need to get a yeah, babysitter. No, fine. I think it is helpful. But I, and Genevieve, Genevieve's done great. I love yeah, you, Yeah, we should have brought a coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But really, and, and like you said, she's she's great, so she could absolutely come along. Um, but And he's interviewing people, but it is more like this. It's that's what I like about it. I know it's a conversation, but like, yeah. is he ever on there by himself? Do you ever plan no. to be? Nah, only if people don't show up, <laughs> <laughs> which may very well happen. But but that's the thing. He'll he'll be interviewing some astrophysicist that I've never heard of, and the best part of that interview or that conversation isn't about astrophysics, which they may touch upon because they got a new book or whatnot. Uh, it's about him talking to an astrophysicist about something that's completely has nothing to do with astrophysics, whether it's politics or family or some current event. Um, so what I hope to do is kind of come back and touch all these subjects with different uh, people of different experiences and perspectives, and um, hopefully that'll, you know, be th- helpful or thoughtful. But no, and I really enjoyed talking with you today, so I think that that is a great idea. Um, not only, you know, because not only things that we think will be helpful for Genevieve, but the things that we think will be helpful for us. Yeah, I think it's most helpful for us to, you know, think about, okay, what do we need to work on next with her? And yeah. Right. But it, I mean, you talked about relationship stuff, even stuff that's going to be helpful for us is not only going to be beneficial for her, but, you know, she'd probably like to listen to that sometime in the future too. I mean, she's good chance she's going to be going through the same things. But um, so yeah, okay. I had a lot of fun. Uh, Genevieve, can you say goodbye? Goodbye. She is not ready to say goodbye. Genevieve, I love you, buddy, and um, look forward to getting you some dessert right now. <laughs>